Well, welcome to a very special Your Harrogate podcast with North Yorkshire Fostering. So today I'm talking to Summeran, who is 21 years old. First of all, thank you very much for your time. Summeran is going to talk to us all about the positive impact a foster parent had on her life. And this is a big question to start with, Summeran. This is this is a, a short question, but a long answer. But but tell us tell us your your story to, to, to get to today and here and now and, and what's happened to you. So I first had social services involved with me and my biological family when I was about fourteen, and relationships had broke downs, which meant I couldn't stay with them any longer. So I moved in with another family member. And unfortunately, that relationship broke down two years later. I ended up homeless for three months, well, legally classed as homeless, because I had nowhere else to go. And I was advancing social services to sort of get help. And they said, so what can I do? And they said, well, we could put you in uh, independent living, or you could go into a foster placement. So I then ended up in the foster placement. And there's always the, everyone tells you, oh yeah, but it's scary, imagine living with a stranger and things like that. So it was, it was very scary at first, but when I moved in with her, she was honestly amazing. I, I, I'm, I am saying that if I if I'd moved in with her, I wouldn't have gone to uni, I wouldn't have done half as much as what I wanted to do. And, and let's talk about that. So, so going back to, to that age, is there's parts of you when, you when you first go in where you're just sort of thinking, this is not going to work for me, this is not what I'm used to? I didn't trust any adults because I, had, I didn't have an adult where I could depend on them. It was always... I always felt like I couldn't trust them and then I was trapped like a child, which made me bite back a bit more because I'd always been quite independent. So when I moved in with her and being trapped like... I was, she didn't. She treated me appropriately for how I was and how I acted. Where she let me one night a week, I would cook tea, or I was free to go out just as long as I came back for curfew, and just so she knew where I was. And she never trapped me and never made me feel trapped. At the time, I was smoking. I'm not proud of that, and I don't encourage that. But I was smoking, and usually everyone would be like, "Oh, well, you're 16. You shouldn't be smoking. They need to go in the bin." She said, "But." As long as you don't smoke in my house, she says, I can't stop you. She says, I'm not going to try and parent you, she says, but I would recommend that you'd stop smoking. But she never stopped me. I was allowed to go out and smoke in the back garden as long as I didn't do it around other people, like in the house or in the house. And and I think for for a bit more context, at, at the age of 15, 16, you you have seen a lot you you've been exposed to to things and you've had to act a lot more older than your years for for a considerable part of your life so at that point to you back then Saman, it's actually quite important to you to to not be treated like a child because because you're somewhere between child and adult then aren't you yeah so my i had i have siblings so they were very dependent on me to be a more older person so I had to grow up very quick to take on responsibilities of looking after them, taking them to school, feeding them, helping them dress and things like that so when it came down to it when I'd moved in with other people, spoke to other adults because I was young they were treating me like I was a child, yes legally I was but mentally I felt older and I felt like I should have been a threat more like an adult especially with decisions involved in my life um, I remember going to social work meetings because I was in child protection 
and I felt like nobody was listening to me or taking me as seriously as talking to another adult. And in lots of situations I felt that way, so I became very rebellious against speaking to adults. I wouldn't, the amount of social workers that I've spoke, you, you, should, you would speak to, and I just, I just gave up with them, and I just, you know, I just reacted like a normal teenager towards them. Um, but moving in with my foster mum, she didn't treat me like that. She she talked to me. She asked me what I liked. She asked me how we she wanted to have how how we wanted to work together and live together. And she said she had three main roles: we respect each other in a home, we respect property of each other's, and we don't lie, and we we have to trust each other. In order for her to trust me, I needed to start trusting her. But she did put that. She put that arm out to me to, to be trusted because I wanted to go out with some friends. Obviously, she wouldn't have met them. This was, I'd only been with her a couple of days. And she said, well, where are you going? I told her where I was going and she said, okay, just make sure you're back for this time. If you're gonna be a little few minutes late, just let me know that you're okay and that's fine. I came home and that was that. She was, she was and that's how it started, where it was like, do you know what, I am being trapped like how I want to be trapped. She is actually listening to me. She is actually like helping me. And and she had fostered before. Yeah, she. So that experience. Thirteen, I think it's thirteen years now. So it would have been a good uh, fourteen years. Sorry, so it's a good ten years she'd been fostering, and she's she's a foster carer that prefers preteens and above, and um, because she finds it easier to connect with them and things like that, and she's she's fostered so many young people. So tell us, tell us some of the other characteristics and, and the skills that she had that that make her such a good foster mum? I've known that some some foster families don't have extended family involved with their foster kids. I'm not saying that at all, but I do know that there are some that keep it as like that. But whereas her family are very involved, her mum, her dad, her sister and their ki- her kids, they're all very involved with us. And whenever it was explained, because the, her sister had younger children, so her nieces and nephews used to be like, oh, so how come you live here? Or how come, are we related, are we cousins? And it came out to a point where she, um, my foster mum went, well, yeah, they are basically your cousin because they're the same as you, aren't they? They're always Christmas, birthdays, we were never treated any different. I, I remember my 18th birthday, I didn't, I didn't expect a lot for my birthdays. I didn't get loads growing up, and I wasn't bothered so much. I never wanted fuss. My 18th birthday, I woke up, I came down the stairs, there was banners, there was balloons, there was big birthday cakes. At the time, I was obsessed with unicorns and all the rest of it. Um, she bought me uh, a necklace and things like that. Like, I, I came downstairs and I'd been spoiled. She took us all out for dinner with her family. We came back, we ate cake and all the rest of it, and I honestly, I bawled my eyes out when I seen all the banners and everything up because I'd never had someone put that much time and effort into me. And I didn't mind if I didn't have them. It's not something that I wanted all the time or anything, but it was nice to see that I was loved and I was cared for. And like I, my 21st birthday as well, she did the same thing. And she, she has a, a child of her own who's older than me. And she's very much involved, like I'd say, with sort of like, with the young people that she checks on, she's still very much involved. She, she isn't one that just ignores you or anything. You are treated like family. 
and it's the strangest feeling in the world at first that strangers would just be so accustomed to treat you like family but when you talk about them it's like oh yeah well this is my family and da 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 and so I have quite a large family really thinking about it but yeah it was the sort of skills she has she just listens she's good at listening and she's good at accepting for who you are we're completely different in different tastes like for example I'm more into my gothic and alternative stuff it's not really her thing she's quite she likes the pretty stuff the glittery stuff and things and she, she's very accepting of that considering uh, I have a pair of boots which are like new rocks I remember coming down the stairs and then when I go oh, what do you think of these and she goes yeah they're really nice them and Christmases and things she always used to try and look for something that was like had skulls on or gothic and she says it's not really my cup of tea but if you like it you like it do you know what I mean and she's she's very accepting and and talking of other skills of a great foster parent that that can make such a difference to a young person you were very much encouraged to stay in contact with your biological family very much so. She was very keen on me making sure that I kept connections up, especially with my younger brother and sister, my nan, my gran, and trying to keep a relationship with my mum. Because she, she'd said if I let it go, and I never spoke to them, she said what she didn't want me to make any regrets, and at least that I've tried. If things didn't work out, it didn't work out. But she didn't want me to feel like I'd, I'd done wrong, or like I should have done it, or I haven't done it. And, she was very, very supportive in keeping that open and I used to go for weekends. So every weekend I used to stay on a Saturday night to go see my siblings and I used to see my family and things. And even when that broke down, she was still very supportive in me going and doing contact with my brother and sister, making sure that I could still see them, I could still talk to them. She was very vocal about me doing it and things. So for people listening to this, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, Let's just list some of these some of these great attributes, because because as we'll go on to talk about in a second, it it has changed your life in such a positive way. But we've we've talked a lot about how you treated. So so you, you had this um, trust given to you from from the start. You were you were made to feel part of the family, not not a different part, and that was very open. Um, and what about um, if you broke any of the, the three rules? Because the phrase that's coming to mind is firm but fair. So, so was there a bit of that and did you need a bit of that? It was very much firm but fair. Uh, there was a few times I tried to push my luck because I thought, oh, she's a pushover, I can push my limit <laughs> out a bit longer. Uh, I got grounded. Yeah. But it was more of a... She, she always said, well... Do the crime, do the time. It was very fair. There was never she never took my phone away from me or anything because that was my contact to my brother and sister. Yeah. But there was a day where she turned off the Wi-Fi. And nobody had Wi-Fi. Yes, that can be tricky sometimes, can it? To yeah. Be so I still was able to text them. Yeah. And she had, didn't have a like as long as I could still text them. And it was like okay, so I can't go on like social media and I can't watch YouTube or anything like that. So like, fair enough. I've I've done my time. But it it's made such a difference to your to your life this this experience and as we're sat here today and you're doing your postgraduate stuff and you've got your own family and everything exciting going on and and that is the I mean would would she know she's made such a difference to your life? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I tell her every time I see her I said you know what I probably wouldn't have got as far as what I have done if it wasn't for you, but it's like. 
when she first met me, I was underweight because I hadn't been eating properly and things. I was depressed, I was anxious, and I didn't talk to anyone. They always talk about her and um, my old social worker, every time we, we chat and that, she goes, hey, do you remember that poor little lass that sat with her hood up on the sofa, curled up, wouldn't dare look at anyone and wouldn't talk. Now look at her, all she does is talk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And she's, she's always told everyone that she sees it, we know, because a lot of people in the area know she's a foster carer. So, uh, a lot of them have said, like, when they've spoken to me and things, oh, isn't she lovely? Things. And she goes, yes, she's a very lovely young lady and she does very well. I actually wasn't going to apply to uni because I didn't think I was smart enough. Because I got, I, I passed college, but I didn't get A's and B's and things. And she said, well, you don't know if you don't try. She says, you'll kick yourself if you don't go. So I applied and I got a place and I did childhood and youth studies. And I did that over COVID and I managed to graduate and she was, she was just absolutely buzzing. She was so like proud and everything. She'd, um, we'd gone out for dinner and things like that. And I've, like, it was like having, having structure in your life. You've got a parent that's willing to go all out for you, but also tell you when you've done wrong. Or if I've ever done something wrong or I've spoken out of turn about something, I have always been told. But all I wanted was a parent with structure. I wanted just to be parented and I want, I didn't, th I wouldn't have told you that at the time, that I needed that. But looking back now, I needed somebody that was not quite a friend, but more of a parent and, but still respected how I felt about things. We also had a rule about bedrooms. Um, nobody's allowed in each other's bedrooms. And um, she wouldn't even come in our bedrooms unless it was an emergency, like for whatever reason. And I guarantee to this day, like, you know, some people will be like, oh, yeah, I bet they did or they didn't. She never would have. She never, ever would have gone in our bedrooms. And it was only if she'd, she asked or she'd knock on the door and it was that sense of, like, privacy and respect. Like, that was very much a big thing for her, making sure we felt respected and she was being respected. And let's fast forward then to, to today and right now and um, brilliant postgraduate place you're now on and, and as you said you, you've been studying or, or I mean it must be strange studying the kind of theory behind what what some of which you've lived through. Some of it was really strange especially talking about looked after children in my course and things because everyone has their own opinions about it. It was sometimes it was a little bit frustrating especially when people talked about looked after children and care leavers and how you didn't there was a lot of reports you used to find where like 6% of care leavers go to university and it's triple that that aren't and it's more, you can see that it's not fair sometimes to sort of sit there and listen to it because you're going to have to listen to the stereotypes and you're going to have to listen to people that don't understand because they don't know. But, but now from everything that's happened to you and, and the positive outcomes, you're in a place where, where you want to help other people and, and that can be from people who foster to people who are fostered. Yeah, so I want to go into family, some sort of family support work and to be fair, I, want to, I just want to dip in and out of different teams and eventually I would like to foster but more when I've had more experience with working with young people because it's different saying you can see it off a book or from your own personal experience but I feel like if you see it from situations, you just want to be better for that young person. And I know when I've 
I could, it might not be for another 10, 20 years that I might do it, but it's something I really would like to do because my, my, my foster parent did for me, I'd love to do for another child. Even if I only helped one child get to where they wanted to be, that, that's, that I'd be okay with that. Well, it's been so interesting to talk to you and I really appreciate your time. Um, yeah, thank you for everything you've shared with us today. And obviously, if you'd like to find out more about fostering in North Yorkshire, then you can have a look on their website. Thank you so much, Samran. Thank you very much.